Welcome to the Growth Guru Podcast, the home of raw, unfiltered self-development advice that cuts through the noise. Strap in for real solutions, inspiring personal stories, and everything you need to become your very best self. If you're ready to unlock your true potential, then you're in the right place. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Growth Guru podcast. I am your host Rosie Leach aka the Growth Guru and I'm a life coach specialising in self-worth. I help people understand how they feel about themselves and the impact that's having on the lives that they're creating. I believe everything comes back to self-worth and it's the root of most of our problems so I help people overcome those problems by truly loving, accepting and learning who they are and then growing into the very best version of themselves. Now, I am super excited because this week I'm talking to the incredible Kelly Jenkins. Now, Kelly is the director of the multi-award winning Story Babies franchise group. She's a business coach and consultant as well as a very busy mum of twins. So she's here to share her story with you of how she became a business owner, how she built her business to six figures, what she's doing now helping other people build their businesses, as well as what it's like to juggle motherhood and being a business owner. Uh, She's bringing a very real, raw, an honest aspect to this and I know you're going to love this conversation so let's get stuck right in. So today obviously we are going to get stuck straight into business tips, personal growth tips, a whole range of things but before we get started I think it's really important that people know a bit about your story because you know that's what inspired me, that's what wanted me to get you onto the podcast because I saw you at a Fierce Femmes event in Cardiff and I cried. (laughs) like pretty much the whole time you were talking the ups the downs like good tears bad tears all of it and I just came away thinking a what an amazing woman b how strong and capable you are and just actually that with the right mindset with the right experience and with the right amount of kind of balls to just go out there and get the things that you want good things happen to good people and I, I actually came away from your talk feeling really like restored in my faith in humanity and I was just like oh I feel really good so I think people would really benefit from hearing your story a little bit very much like I did the first time I met you at that event but kind of you know who are you how did you get to where you are now what are the key points in your life that you feel have really um, impacted the person that you are and your story and, and inevitably led you to a point now where you know, you run a very successful business, you're franchising across the UK, and you're now undertaking business coaching with people, you know, um, everywhere to help them grow their businesses. So what has got you to the person that you are and the place that you are? Thank you so much, Rosie, for that lovely introduction. Um, Yeah, so I am the director of the Story Babies franchise group. Um, that is my main business, my main job, and I'm also a mum to twins, Oscar and Imogen. They're eight years old, and we live in Neath in South Wales um, with my husband. Um, yeah, I guess, so what's brought me to this point, if I go back to the beginning, um, my childhood, where I was brought up with my mum and dad and my brother in a very working class family, and um, in Kevin Hill, I had a lovely, uh, lovely upbringing, really normal, really great. And yeah, everything was was really lovely. Then when I was 12 years old, I lost my parents um, really quite suddenly. And obviously that rocked my world, as you can imagine, um, left me absolutely devastated, of course. But 
I was really lucky to have my nan who took on me and my brother and brought us up then. And I think that what I really learned was about resilience and how even though you can go through these absolutely devastating times, that as long as you hold on to the hope that that you're going to be okay in the end and that you're surrounded by good people, you you can come through anything, you know. Um, So that took me through my my teenage years I then went off to university and studied journalism and after that then I entered the corporate world which I loved I was working in the financial services industry um mainly working in various project management roles uh, so doing things within the business like business engagement and customer experience managing uh, projects and people and I absolutely loved it I was thriving um, throughout my 20s I, within my sort of career, very, very career focused. Then I um, started to settle down then with um, Ross, who's now my husband. And we had our twins, which was just, you know, the best thing that ever, ever happened to us. Um, and I returned back to work thinking that everything was going to be the same as what it was before. I knew obviously I had two babies to look after, but I still had my sort of drive and my ambition to keep on working on my career and unfortunately I just couldn't get the flexibility that I really wanted to have to be the mother that I wanted to be uh, so I ended up leaving the organization and set up Story Babies which is the a baby development class focusing on story and sensory experiences and that's grown through franchising which has meant that I've been able to give other uh, people who are in a similar position to me, who want to run their own business, who want to work and earn great income, but also want to be flexible and be there, um, you know, whenever they, their children need them. And so, yeah, that is um, how we kind of have grown the business in a nutshell and brought me up to, to today. You've been through so much and you've experienced so much, but also you've achieved so much. Like, you know, it, it's it's amazing even just hearing that again I mean I've already heard the story once and I know it but it still is I find it very emotional it's a very emotional story and just like you said resilience is really at, at the core of that but also it's you know it sounds like everything you're doing especially now and especially when you started story babies and that franchising has always been with other people in mind in that you want to create opportunities for other mums who you know maybe can't return to their jobs because of flexibility problems or whatever it might be or just because they want to change something up now that they have children you know and life is different but also how you can be a mum and you can be a badass businesswoman and you can grow you know a six-figure business like you have and and all of those things it, it feels like service is certainly in your DNA and wanting to help other people and that makes total sense as to why you're, you've now stepped into the coaching world you know not only because you have brilliant results in your own business but because you're clearly driven by helping other people but also just I guess creating that freedom within your life you know to go I, I want to be a mum on this day and I want to be you know, businesswoman on this day, and I want to do all of these things. And actually, that's available to you. And just because you're a mum doesn't mean any of that has to stop or has to change. You can create sort of your own path with that. And I think, based on everything you said then as well, I mean, the amount of personal growth and change you must have been through. I, I mean, I guess from as young as the age of twelve, and, and losing your parents so suddenly and so sadly. You know, what do you think? What role do you think personal growth? plays when it comes to running a business and achieving things and and 
creating success? You know, where is the personal element of that? At? What do people need to be doing or what should they be doing that maybe they're not or they're not focusing on? Because maybe they're so focused on, right, this is how I do this in terms of the business. But actually, what do people need to be doing to create that resilience in themselves and, and to have that personal um, commitment to themselves and their own growth outside of their business to enable them to be more successful in their business? I think that personal growth is incredibly important. Like you say, it's all about building resilience within yourself so that you can then run your business to get the best results. Um, And I think that for me, personal growth is at its finest when you put yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing things that feel uncomfortable to you, that feel unpainful to you. Because if you sit there every day, doing the same thing that makes you feel good that's easy that makes you just feel like you're just doing the run of the mill things every day you're not going to experience that growth and change um, within yourself and your experiences and your your skills because you're not changing anything so as an example when I met you at uh, Fierce Femmes Kelly had asked me to do a talk originally in Swansea which I did and she'd mentioned that the talk should go back to your childhood and kind of discuss your family background all the way up to where you are today and that filled me with dread because it's not something I've ever done before I've, I've spoken at events about business and topics that I'm comfortable in but actually putting myself out there in front of an audience and talking about something so deeply personal I just thought I don't know if I can do this but with my commitment to my personal growth I knew that I had to so I did it in Swansea and then Kelly actually asked me to come and do it again in Cardiff. And I have to be honest, I nearly said no, because I just thought, <laughs> I don't want to cry in front of people again. I, will I be able to hold myself together? Um, but I just thought, I've got goals. I've, I've got ambitions for myself and my business and personal, personal growth is so key to that, that I just knew saying yes and not giving it any more thought was going to be the right route to go. And as a result, then obviously you asked me to appear on your um, podcast and two other people from that evening have also asked me to come on their podcast as well. And at the start of the year in January, I'd put on my um, vision board when I've set my intentions for the year, that I wanted to be a guest on a podcast for the first time. And had I not gone out there and kind of pushed through those barriers, I would never have had, I would never have connected with you. I never would have had this opportunity or the other opportunities that are that are booked in now following this so I just think getting yourself out of your comfort zone is absolutely critical and also absorbing as many other people's stories as you can because when you listen to other people's stories whether that's through books podcasts attending events where people are talking you may not resonate with them or you may not agree with their opinions or their thoughts but it will give you food for thought and opportunity reflection for reflection on your your own life and your own experiences so just take any opportunity that you can to listen to other people and hear what and hear their story as well. I mean, it's great advice. And it's the perfect example, isn't it? The whole manifesting or having that goal of I want to do a podcast. And that is a business related goal, I guess, in a lot of ways. But actually standing and giving a talk isn't the most business related because like you said, it was very personal. It was about you and your story, not, you know, this is how I can help you build a business or any of those things. But it's that knock on effect of you being vulnerable and you being open, like you said, you pushing yourself personally. I think it's I totally agree with you. It has such a big effect. You are your business, essentially, and you are your success and your potential and all of those things. So if you're not doing things regularly 
that push you in your own life outside of business, how can you expect to do that inside your business? So it, it makes total sense. And I love listening to other people. And I think it's not, even the way you phrase that, you know, a lot of the time it's absorb knowledge and it's so you can get more, more, more and learn this and learn that about business. But even the way you phrase that was just listening and connecting with people. And actually that doesn't sound like necessarily the most business driven this is how you're going to make money or this is how you're going to do that. But it's actually, how do I connect with other people? How do I understand other people, which in turn allows me to understand the people that buy my product or attend my you know, classes or whatever people are doing. It's, again, I think reflective of your very personable approach to business and, and life generally, but cracking advice, I love it. Um, so what is the best advice, if we move on to a little bit now, very business focused stuff, what is the best advice you have for somebody that is either perhaps running a small business now or is thinking about starting a business? What are the things that people need to be aware of? What are the things that people need to be doing outside of obviously we've talked about the, the importance of personal growth and this whole podcast is about growth and personal growth. But also this episode, we're talking about business growth. You know, that is the focus here. Um, how do people thinking about starting something or currently running something small and independent, how, what should they be doing? How does they need to be moving forward? What should their days be looking like? Maybe, you know, what is your core solid advice that you give to people um, that you think actually maybe if you'd have heard that it would have made your journey easier, or perhaps it's just some of your fundamentals that you've learned throughout your business experience. Okay. So I think the first thing is if you're, if you are thinking about starting a business um, at the moment, you've got to do something that truly lights you up because running a business, small or big, starting out whether you've been doing it for a couple of years, it's hard. It's In fact, it's grueling at times, you know, and particularly in those early months and even years, you potentially won't make a lot of money either when you're first starting out. So there's got to be a reason why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and for me, it was that kind of the the goal, I suppose, of wanting to impact other other mothers that were on a similar path to myself, um, and also being able to hold space for new mums, new parents, and their babies to come and take forty five minutes away from the craziness of the world and enjoy our imaginative, magical stories and forget about what was going on on the outside. Um, and that really lights me up and it still does, still does now. I'm, I'm hugely passionate about it. But I think that if I hadn't been, then this business would not still be here now because in those early days, it is so hard to get a business up and off the ground. And if you're someone that has done that, I've got so much admiration for you because it's just so hard, you know? So, um, I think that you really need to find that kind of purpose and passion to be able to continue throughout those times where things do get difficult. Um, and I think that you mentioned um, kind of how you spend your days as well. So I think that working in the business is something that we all have to do, particularly when we first started out and we're probably operationally driving it ourselves. Like, for example, I was the one running my baby classes when I first started out but you've got to make time to work on your business as well, to take yourself out of the day-to-day -day operations and look at an overview of your, of your business and create that strategy of how you're going to push it forward. And when you're caught up in the day-to-day -day running of the business, when you're actually doing the doing, 
it's sometimes difficult to look at it and say, okay, well, how does my customer journey look? What areas could I improve? You know, where um, where am I spending money on marketing? What's actually working and where should I not be spending that money? Um, there's so many things that you can look at. And I think just taking aside even just an hour a week just to work on your business to see where you're going, how you can get there, how you can improve will really, really benefit you. And lastly, being close to your numbers is something that is really easy to shy away from, particularly if you're a creative person and you thrive on, you know, being creative, doing something creative or interacting with your customers, connecting with others. Um, I know that that is where my strengths lie. My strengths don't lie, you know, in being so close to those numbers because it's some, I'd rather be talking to someone, you know? Um, so I think that it's really important to keep close to your numbers to make sure that you know where your money's going, what's coming in, so you can predict and you can forecast to make sure you set yourself up for success. I love that. That's so helpful. And actually, one of the things you talked about then is, you know, um, when you were running the day-to-day of your business, how kind of absorbing that is when you are your business. Like, And I think it's absorbing from the perspective of, you know, you and me had a chat about um, things before we started the podcast about running a business and having children and how you don't get to have time off and you might be working at awkward hours or thinking, right, the kids are in bed, I'm going to do two hours of emails or whatever now. And actually it can be very easy to get so absorbed in that. So I love that advice of actually stepping back and going okay I know I am the one running this but I also need to be looking at the other side of things and kind of I guess giving yourself a bit of distance to be able to view it differently because I guess one of the things when you do have such passion and and you throw such heart into it it's easy to become heart focused and not business focused which you need to have I guess an element and a balance of both of those things but one of the things you said then about when you were running it and now obviously you franchised and you know you're starting out your new ventures with business coaching and things like that so you're at a point where you're not the day-to-day person you're not running the baby classes anymore you've made that leap and you've scaled up how do people expand how do people grow and scale their businesses because I think people talk a lot about building a business starting a business the facts of running a business but one thing I don't hear a lot about really is scaling it and I don't think there's enough of a conversation about that, especially within women and businesses. And, and you'll have probably experienced this. You'll go, people will go, how's your little business going? And how's this? And I'm like, how's my little business going? What do you mean? Like, this is my full-time job. I work ridiculous hours. I, I work really hard. I work with clients, you know, all over the world. And I'm sure you felt that need to justify sometimes. You know, it's not just a small business. But I do think this perspective is there that a lot of the time, people are running these businesses and they're not maybe treated with the respect that I think they deserve. And I think that's also on a larger scale while we're not having these conversations about scaling businesses, particularly when they're women led businesses. So how, you know, how do people do that? If somebody's running a successful business right now and they're thinking this is all going well, life's pretty good, but I'm ready for that next level. How do I maybe step away from my business? How do I grow my business? How do I franchise my business? What are my options there? What would you advise them to do? What is the the, the biggest tips, the biggest um, things that made a difference to you and your journey from taking your business to uh, from, you know, story babies in, in one place and you running it all to franchising to six figures and to now being able to step away and, and watch it grow from, you know, a slightly less involved perspective that I guess essentially we're all aiming for. You know, just because we love our businesses and we love what we do 
we also are allowed to love financial security and financial growth and having more time and passive income and things like that. So what would your advice be? Um, yeah, I think that first I would just touch on a point you made then about people, um, you know, as female founders and things not being taken quite so seriously. Um, and it just brought back something that happened to me last year when I was at the business award ceremony and we won. We won uh, the award that we were up for. And somebody came over to me at the end of the night to congratulate me and said, um, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased for you considering how many proper companies there are in the room tonight. And that just completely shook me, you know, because I just think that narrative is still there, even now where we are in 2023, that narrative is still there about female-owned businesses. And it's very apparent, particularly when you're running one yourself and people actually do literally say these things to you. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with what you're, you're saying, that it needs to be spoken about more. Um, and we need to be putting ourselves out there more and talking about how we're scaling our businesses. Uh, so my my biggest piece of advice for someone who is looking to scale their business, whether you would want to go down the franchise route or whether you want to employ people to help you to build your business, I think that you need to be operationally ready for it. And what I mean by that is the foundations of your business needs to be solid. So if you imagine... Um, the, you've got the foundations of your business that, and that's everything that you do on a day to day basis, your procedures, your processes, your customer journey, uh, your finances, your marketing strategy. It's all there as this foundation. And then every time you grow and scale your business, you're adding on to that. You're kind of building it up and stacking it up with more weight, the weight of more team members, the weight of more customers, the weight of more money. Um, and those foundations have got to be solid enough to be able to take that weight as you grow. So I think that my biggest piece of advice to someone is get your process and your procedures down to a fine art so that you know that they are scalable. You know that they can be repeated easily by somebody else, whether that is someone within your team, whether it's a franchise. Um, just so you know that when the pressure starts to build, those foundations and the pressure will build and it will get harder and harder. Um, but just so you can take comfort that those foundations are strong and they're not going to start to crack. Great advice. And 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 actually read like simple. That's a very straightforward, simple advice. But that, like you say, is the big difference between maybe scaling successfully and not scaling successfully. It's that basics of what are your foundations? Are you ready for this? And yeah, I think that's fabulous advice to be honest with you. And, you know, how did you find it, just thinking about it then, how did you find it delegating stuff for the first time? Because I think we talked about obviously the passion and when we are our businesses, I think a lot of people treat businesses like they're babies. Like that's certainly how my business feels. It's like, oh, it's, it's mine. And, you know, I've grown this from nothing and you feel very close to it. So I think a lot of people struggle with delegation, especially maybe if you're a bit of a perfectionist or especially when there's your name on something, you know, like you're, especially when I think when you provide a service to somebody, because you, if you're thinking, well, what if somebody has a bad experience from that and, and that, that the buck stops with me, you know, because this is my business and you want to have a, a good level of service throughout your business. 
How did you find that transition when you started to delegate things? Is there any advice you'd give to somebody if they're finding it difficult? Because I think a lot of the time people end up getting burnt out because they don't want to delegate or they feel uncomfortable delegating and also spreading their energy so thinly because actually maybe I don't have to be the best person at marketing because I could just employ somebody to do that. And I don't have to be jack of all trades, master of nothing, you know, like focus on what you're good at, but that can be easier said than done because when it's your business, I think it's hard to go, okay, I'm going to step back and trust somebody else with this. How do you do that? Okay. So it is hugely difficult handing over you know, your pride and joy to somebody else to go out into the community and run with it. But I think that you have to put trust into the process. You have to, it comes back to those foundations. Like I said, if your procedures and processes are crystal clear, the training that you provide and the coaching and the mentorship that you provide is strong enough, then the people running your your business for you or you know whether they're employees or franchisees will be able to do a good job and I think that for me you know if something has gone wrong you always need to bring that back to yourself so where have I gone wrong in this process what did I miss out of training have I not given this person sufficient level of coaching or mentorship or guidance what kind of support did I give them as they were, you know, going through their first six months, you know, what kind of performance management did I utilize? So I think that it's very daunting when you bring other people into your business, but you have to just trust your process, trust your recruitment. Have a, That's another thing, having a really, really strong recruitment process, you know, analyzing um, people through applications, you know, psychometric tests, whatever it is that you want to use to make sure you're bringing the right people into your business. And after that, then it's down to you to make sure that you're giving the right amount of, of support, resources to make sure they can do, do a really good job. I love that. I actually think it's really important to not shy away from the responsibility of that. You know, I like that because if there's one thing we can improve, if we can't control other people's behavior, we can improve what we're doing and how we're learning. And again, it comes back full circle to why personal growth is important. If you're at a point where you're not self-aware enough to go actually okay maybe I didn't give the best training here how could I improve my training then that's going to have a huge impact on your business especially when you're looking at scaling and and up leveling so it's already come sort of full circle back to that importance of working on yourself and being able to understand your strengths your weaknesses and what you need to work on and continuously growing one of the things we touched upon as well is that you know you're a mum you're not just a businesswoman you're not just Kelly you're not just a friend you're you're all of these different things and a mum is one of those and I think everyone's looking for balance whether you run your own business or whether you don't whether you're a mum or whether you're not we're all looking for that magical mysterious thing that is balance and I actually had a conversation with another woman I met at a Fierce Femmes event, um, Kerry Gould, about maybe balance is a myth. Maybe balance doesn't even exist. Who knows? And maybe our pursuit of balance is what's causing us the stress. Maybe if we realise that life ebbs and flows and that's the way that it is, it's never going to be, you know, equal all the time. But that's a conversation for another day. But in the grand scheme of things, how do you manage, and I'm going to use the word manage instead of balance, how do you manage motherhood? And a business how do you you know 
step away and turn off your business mind do you ever turn off your business mind because you know we've all had poorly children and or childcare fall through or whatever it might be summer holidays exactly like it is now we've all had times where you have to be able to go okay I need to just be mum today I can't be businesswoman today and there's there's that element of it but also the, the mindset of it of going I can be all of those things and the importance of having that confidence to go I can be a successful mother and I can be a successful businesswoman I don't have to you know miss out on one or the other or not be able to provide one as well as I can whilst I'm doing the other it's not you know it doesn't work like that but how do you get into a that mindset of being a businesswoman and being a mum and maybe creating that definition between the two and shutting off from one how do you manage it logistically and practically like what are tips you would give to somebody that does run a business or maybe has a, a really big um high pressured corporate job and has to balance motherhood as well like what's your advice for somebody that finds themselves trying to wear both of those hats and and wanting to do it successfully I think that it's um great question and I think there's just there's no right or wrong answer here motherhood's so deeply personal and we all want to be the best that we can be for our children obviously they're everything um I think that for me the most important thing to try and to manage doing both is setting really clear boundaries and having the confidence to stick with them so for example throughout the summer holidays or you know if one of my children are off sick from school I either have to be working on my business or I have to say I have to cancel these meetings today um I'm not able to you know join you on that call later on you know and my children are sick and that's where my my priorities are today because I've been there where you try and do both and for me personally I just found then that I wasn't doing a very good job of either so for example if I'm trying to write a you know an important email and I've got the children here and Oscar wants to show me how many keep yuppies he can do with his football and Imogen wants to show me how she's refined her cartwheel they want drinks they want snacks and I'm like yeah that's that's a great cartwheel yeah okay yeah two minutes I'll make a cheese sandwich now I'm just trying to make, get this email off and I know that that email is probably not as articulate as I wanted it to be. Perhaps didn't get a point across. My children feel like Mummy's not really looking at this cartwheel. You know, she's not really looking at how many times I've kicked the football up in the air. So I just think the setting those boundaries and saying, you know, it can even be by the hour. For this hour now, I am Mum. And they get my attention for this hour. We're going to play games. We're going to do whatever we need to do. But then between two and three, I have to go on and respond to these really important emails. So I think center boundaries is really important and just not putting pressure on yourself to do everything because we can have it all, but not at the same time. You know, having that bandwidth to be able to do everything is so hard. But I think that getting the right kind of support around you as well is um, is really important. I've been really lucky in that regard with... Um, I was having a very supportive husband, uh, but he he can't work from home. You know, he works on, on site. And so if the children are ill, that does fall on me then to, to move things around my end. But that is why I started this business, because I wanted to have that flexibility. I wanted to be able to say, I can cancel my day today so I can look after them. Um, so sorry, I feel like that was a little bit rambly, but I hope that um, 
you could take something from that then my most important thing there is setting those boundaries um and just being really clear in what I'm doing even if it's just one hour at a time I don't think it was rambly at all I think it makes total sense and I totally agree I love what you said about you can have it all just not all at the same time but like you said that doesn't mean that that has to be a week or a day where you're just doing this or just doing that it can be hour to hour I think that's perfect advice and it all comes back to the intention doesn't it of what what's my intention for this next hour what's my intention for this next five minutes because I think we're all guilty of going yeah I'll do that in five minutes time because we're trying to do something else and we're trying to do too many things at once and and actually I think something I've learned as well is reducing what I'm trying to do and setting my intention to a a more restricted number of things actually makes me more productive because I'm focusing on less I'm not life is busy and motherhood is busy as it is I don't need a million and one things going on my mind. I can't focus on that many things. And I think sometimes doing less does end up doing more. And I agree with you. One of the reasons I started my business, I literally signed up for my coaching course whilst I was breastfeeding my daughter when she was six weeks old. And my biggest intention behind it was A, because I never wanted her to not feel worthy and not feel good enough and not have the tools to, to deal with life. But B, because I was like, I don't want to miss out on this. I want to have these moments. And when she's coming home from school, I don't want to have to say to somebody else, can I take the day off because my daughter's poorly? I want to decide that I'm taking the day off because my daughter's poorly. My kids will always be my priority. That's that's the long and short of it. But like you said as well, that flip side of we can have it all, just not at the same time. And that can always be the overriding priority. But you can still make time to prioritize your business in different ways and with intention and with structure and with you know good management. So I think you I think you nailed it in that description there. And the last question I kind of wanted to ask you kind of flows in quite nicely to this. You talked about in your talk, the Pomodoro technique, and you talked a little bit about um, procrastination and stuff like that. And obviously, I think as a business owner and someone that works themselves, you could easily have a day of doing nothing if you didn't want to, because you've got no boss to go, you need to do that today, unless you've got meetings or clients or whatever. It's very easy to fall into that trap of going, I'll just do that later, or I'm going to do this and the other. And um, we even spoke about this before, you know, when you go on holiday, you don't just get to separate from your business. Um, necessarily so it's again being structured and managed and proactive with how you're spending your time so that you're not checking your emails all day but you are maybe putting an hour aside once the kids are in bed to do that so you can give it your full attention how do you stay motivated how do you not procrastinate like I said you you're a big fan of the Pomodoro technique and actually I spoke about this in one of my previous um podcast episodes because and that was from your talk I heard about it and I was like oh this is really interesting I'm gonna go google that and I tried it I thought this is great um, I'm always looking for ways to be more focused and more productive. But how do you stay motivated? So I guess this is actually also a twofold question. Other than the Pomodoro technique, what do you do to help with procrastination? But on that flip side, what do you proactively do to stay motivated? Like what are the things that you're making sure you're prioritizing or putting at the forefront of your mind so that on the difficult days you don't procrastinate and you do actually get stuff done and keep that motivation behind? why you want to expand why you want to build a business why you do what you do so I think that having a vision for your business and your lifestyle as well because let's face it they can they're completely intertwined usually um having that vision of what you want to achieve like the north star I suppose of your business and lifestyle is really important because when 
you are feeling a little bit demotivated or you know you are procrastinating if you can come back to that vision it just gives you that whole new sense of um, you know motivation just reminder about why you're doing what you're doing so when I say like create this vision you could literally write it down you know how it feels when you know you achieve those goals the impact it has on your customers the impact it has on your team when you walk into your business for example from my point of view into baby class how does it look the people are smiling you know the, the resources they're playing with the music and it taking time to really detail that really articulate vision of how you want your business to look in the north star and your lifestyle to go along with that as well when you've got that so clearly mapped out in front of you on those days where you do feel like you really can't be bothered then you just have to come back to that and remind yourself why you're you're doing everything that you're doing and um, but I think it's also important to to note on that point that you will have days where you just need to chill you just need to watch a bit of tv and have some chocolate or whatever it is that, that you want to do and it's important to take those days as well because as business owners we channel so much energy into our businesses, into our people, our customers, our teams, that we really need to take and like take note of our bodies and our mindset um, when we do need to take those down days as well, you know? 100%. And um, yeah, I think it's perfect advice. I have loved talking to you. This has been super helpful. I think there's going to be people that are sat there thinking, do you know what? I am going to start that business. Or actually, mm, now I've got an idea of what I need to focus on to grow my business. Or, you know, just um, maybe there's a mum out there that's thinking about starting a business and this has given her the push to kind of go for it and realise she can have both of those things. I think you're going to have found this really, really helpful. So firstly, thank you for, you know, spending some time with me today to do it. My last kind of thing I want to say to you is, what are your parting tips? Is there anything, you know, maybe there's one golden piece of advice, not necessarily about business, maybe it's just about life generally, but, you know, what's the one thing that you want people to either take away from this or the one piece of advice that's perhaps shaped you um, most importantly and, and as much as it could do in life? What's the one thing you'd tell somebody listening? Um, I think that for me, it's been so important to put myself into communities of like-minded people who empower me, who uplift me and inspire me, and in turn give me the opportunity to do the same thing for them as well. I think that, you know, as human beings, we are wired to find safety in numbers and, you know, finding your tribe and your people is so important, whether that is, you know, your friends or, you know, you find a community group, like we've talked about fierce fans a lot today, and, you know, networking um, groups, business events. I just think that surrounding yourself with the right people is always going to be the most important thing you can do, whether that is motherhood, so you come to a baby class or whether it's building your business um, or, you know, if you're in the corporate world whatever it is I just think having the right people around you where there's a really great exchange of energy is going to uplift you and help you to achieve everything you want to achieve people are just key I think I love that oh I love it what a nice note to finish on um thank you so much I'm going to put all of your details um in 
the episode description. So if people want to reach out to you to talk about business coaching, if they want to just say, thank you so much, that was really inspiring. If they want to look at story babies, all of it's going to be in there. So all of your details, all your social media, all that jazz, if people want to reach out, they can. I'm sure plenty of them will be. Um, So thank you so much for giving your time today, Kelly. And um, I can't wait to hear what people think of this episode. I think they're going to love it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the Growth Guru podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, then please subscribe, share with your friends and leave a rating and review. To keep up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the.growth.guru. Keep growing and I'll catch you next time.